Hello and welcome to Food Allergy Freedom with Chelsea Winterholler, a podcast to help moms who have children with food allergies find emotional freedom. Hello, hello. Today I am dropping this special episode with Dr. Katie Marks Kogan, who is an allergist and a mother of two. And I'm excited to share with you this information. My son was about 11 months old when we found out that he had a peanut allergy. And from there, we didn't really feel like we had any options. So it wasn't until he was a kindergartner that he had another reaction that was very severe that we finally decided to take the plunge and get him to into a tolerance induction program for his allergies and um, as I learned about this company ready set food I was intrigued so Dr. Katie and I just decided to have a conversation I really didn't know anything about ready set food but I wanted to know more so she came on my podcast and we had a great great conversation. It's really educational and she has some wonderful, amazing knowledge to share with each and every one of you. And she also has the awesome science to back it up. So I'm really excited to have the opportunity to get you this information about early introduction to allergens for infants and to let you just take that information, talk to your own allergist, talk to your pediatrician and see if this is something that would be right and good for you and for your infants. So I will go ahead and just introduce you to her. She, um, Dr. Katie also worked with a couple other people. She worked with uh, Daniel and Andrew and a large team of leading pediatricians, allergists, and food scientists to develop Ready Set Food. And what it does is it makes early and sustained allergen introduction easy and consistent for busy families and also for picky eaters. So let's go ahead and just jump into the interview. Thank you so much all for being here and just being willing to hear Dr. Katie out and hear uh, the strides that she is making in the allergy community. Well, I have already introduced you, Dr. Katie, and I'm just so excited for my listeners to get to know you and all that you have to offer. So why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself a little bit. When you introduce yourself, I my listeners love to know real things about their doctors. So you could even tell us your favorite food or something you love to do on the weekends, along with everything else you want us to know. Okay. I love that. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat with you about food allergies and food allergy prevention and everything. Um, Hi, everybody. I am Dr. Katie Marks-Kogan. I am a pediatric and adult board-certified allergist, and I currently have my own, excuse me, my own private practice in Los Angeles in downtown Culver City. I'm also the chief allergist for Ready Set Food, which is a, a uh, infant supplement to help her, uh, reduce the um, food allergies in uh, babies. 
and um, we're going to get into what that is and and everything as we chat. I'm also a mom. I have a daughter who turned five about a month ago, and I have a son who turned eight two weeks ago. And this Saturday, I'm having him and eight other eight-year-old boys at my house for a sleepover. Oh. And I know you all are jealous. Yeah, he. I don't know how he talked me into it, but yeah. somehow he did. He's like very persistent. And so that's what I'm doing. So hopefully, you know, I'll be okay on. Yes, we will all think of you this weekend. Wait, wait for me? Yes, we have been there and it is a lot more work than it sounds like when your child suggests it. Yes, that's what I'm realizing. Um <laughs> So that's my weekend plan. Um, my favorite food is sushi. So that's like my favorite question because I, if I wasn't going to get mercury poisoning, I'd eat it for every meal. And um, I think originally I'm from Cleveland. So yeah, nice Midwestern girl. And then um, tr uh, did schooling and training in Maryland and um, Chicago and Philly. And my husband is from Los Angeles and I met him in Philly and he brought me here. Okay. So sunny you, you have been to every corner of the country. It sounds yes. like we are big Buckeyes fans. So Go Bucks. We love oh, Ohio. I love it. I love and, it. And sushi fans. We actually just ordered our first sushi mat off of Amazon and we've been making sushi at home and it's been so fun. Amazing. I love it. We'll go out one time. Yes, that'd be great. Yeah, I'm actually in California a lot. So I'd Perfect. love to. That would be awesome. So, well, good. It's it's just so great to have you here and get to know you a little bit. I would love to know why you got into the allergy field in the first place. Like what drove you here? Sure. Um, I love answering this question. So I did internal medicine residency. I was at Northwestern in Chicago. And my second year, I had um, thought I, I might want to do pulmonary or critical care. But I was lucky because that is one of the best uh, fellowship programs for allergy in the country. And so I was able to get exposure during residency to uh, the allergy world and was, you know, taught by these wonderful allergy attendings and, and learned, you know, saw patients and learned so much. And while I was doing that, I just was really drawn to it. The, the thing that I love the most is that I get to be a detective and it, I really do on a daily basis you, you have to ask the right questions, you know, you have to have enough, you know, background knowledge to, to know which questions to ask and what to do with those answers and which tests to order and things like that. And I, I just love it. I, I like the lifestyle because it's outpatient and um, mostly outpatient. And I like, I, I get to see the changes in my patients. I get to see when I help them, you know, and they come back and they're better, right? I get to, I get to see it. And so yeah. it makes the job very satisfying yeah. and, um, and I get to work with all ages. And so I knew that at the time, um, that I would get to also work with kids. And I mean, I see families here, you know, yes. Yes. Kids, moms and dads, grandma, like everybody. And, um, it's really fun to be able to see all ages and do medicine. Yeah. 
Well, I love your answer because I love hearing that you get to be a detective. I think a lot of people would say I have to be a detective. Mm -hmm. And I love that you were like, I get to, this is something I get to explore. I get to partner with these families Mm -hmm. and help them figure out what's really going on. That is so good to hear. I, I'm an allergy mom myself, which you know, and and that's what we need. Like we need doctors in our corner who get to be detectives. That's amazing. Thank you yeah. so much for your work. Of course. <laughs> yes. So tell me, um, what is, you, you mentioned that Ready, Set, Food is part of your is it part of your program or you, do you offer it to your clients? Tell me what Ready Set Food even is and why you chose to be a part of all of that. Absolutely. So Ready Set Food was the creation of uh, the other co-founders and I. So there's two other co-founders. One is Daniel, who's the CEO. And the other one is Andy. Uh, Andy's a, a physician also. He's an anesthesiologist. And his this whole idea started when his second child, his son, uh, was diagnosed with multiple severe food allergies at about seven months of age. Um, Andy is very smart. And he had heard about the recent studies relating to early allergen introduction and food allergy prevention. But, you know, as you know, and and most of the listeners know, um, you know, getting solid food into young infants is not easy. And so his son wasn't ready to eat solids, you know, allergens at five months or six months. Um, And so, you know, finally, when he was able to introduce these foods at seven months, it was too late, right? He had already developed allergy. And is that a typical, I mean, what's, I would love to know that science of at what age does, do you feel that develops and such? So babies are not born with food allergies. I think sometimes people don't realize that. Um, So you're not born with food allergies. They develop over time. And, you know, our immune system is changing quickly when, when, you know, those first few months of infancy. Um, and what's interesting is that one of the biggest risk factors for food allergy is actually atopic dermatitis or eczema. So young infants who have eczema, you know, the, the thinking is that they get sensitized to proteins, food proteins in the environment through their skin. And if they're not eating those same food proteins and in large amounts, and their gut is not seeing these proteins in large amounts to help build oral tolerance, then they get sensitized. And sensitization is the first step towards allergy. Okay. Sensitization means you build allergy antibodies to these foreign proteins in foods. And so for some babies, this happens as early as three months of age especially for egg allergy. We're actually, you know, we've seen from uh, many of the, the studies over the years that um, that even four months, which is now the current guideline for early allergen introduction is to start as early as four months. Even four months is, is too late uh, for many babies. And, okay. and oftentimes that's because of um, the development of egg allergy. So, um, So again, you know, the thinking now is to get allergens in starting early, but again, that's hard to do, 
right? Feeding babies is hard. So Andy started thinking, is there something I could have done? Is there a different way I could have gotten allergens into my son earlier so that maybe I could have prevented some of this? Yeah, and that's, that's a question that a lot of us have, I think, um, in it kind of, I mean, this is new, newer information that the younger introduction, right? So all of us who have older kids, we were, we're like, what? We didn't even know this is a thing. So mom's parents do have that, like, could I have done anything? Was that an option for me? And in my work, we actually, I mean, at this point, right, they're a little bit older. So we're working on our brains and trying to say like, okay, this is new information. We didn't have that information at the time. I'm so grateful for science progressing and us knowing these things now. It's such a good point. So I, I, when I'm diagnosing too, you know, you have to, you know, all, all parents, we have guilt for everything, right? Moms, especially moms, like we can, we can create guilt for everything, but no, it, it is, it isn't your fault. I mean, first of all, we don't even know a hundred percent of allergies aren't, you know, prevented, right? We can't prevent a hundred percent. We can prevent a lot with, with all the new data that we have. We know we can prevent a lot and we can stop the rising prevalence and we can probably change public health, but it's no one's fault. And, and, you know, the, the new information is very, I mean, it's 2015 is when the leap trial came out and that's the study with the Bamba that made Bamba famous. And that's when we really said that's what changed the guidelines right and the guidelines weren't changed till 2017 back in 2000 when we were growing up it was avoid right avoid tree nuts and peanuts till three avoid egg till two and avoid milk till at least one and that was put out by the american academy of pediatrics so that was their their recommendation and everyone was following it unfortunately that was based on two observational studies. So no randomized controlled trials. And later on, they found out that that wasn't actually the case, that that delaying introduction does not help prevent food allergies. So they reversed these guidelines in 2008, but they didn't necessarily publicize it, right? So it wasn't a big push to let everyone know, hey, you don't have to do this anymore. So people kept doing it because that's what we thought was right. And yeah. really not until 2015, when all this started, did everyone's mindset start changing and it takes a while for medicine, right? Things in medicine to change. It does. Cause yeah, even in recent years, I, you know, had allergists say, oh yeah, nope, you still delay. And it does, it just takes time. It does. For, yeah. It takes time for medicine to catch up and get to every area of the nation and to convince all of the people that it is working. <laughs> exactly. So, um, so when, when we were thinking about all of this, um, you know, Andy's, his brother-in-law's Daniel, who I said was other co-founder and now the CEO of Ready, Set, Food, and they got together and said, huh, I wonder if we could really come up with like a, with something, with a product. Daniel's a businessman, um, MBA. And so he has that business mind and Andy has the doctor mind. And they said, um, started thinking of some ideas and they gave me a call, right? Cause I've been friends with them. And um, they said, you know, as an allergist, what are your thoughts? 
And right away, I said, I love this. I've sort of been preaching the early allergen introduction thing for years now, because we know in the allergy field that this is, you know, we've known that this is the right thing to do. So I said, sure, I'd love to help. So we got together like that, that um, stereotypical startup in Daniel's living room. Um, they brought on uh, their friend, Aaron, who is now our friend, um, who's a PhD in food science. And we got together and had a whiteboard and started thinking and um, our thought so process. Everything beautiful comes to fruition on a couch with a whiteboard. Exactly. Um, our, you know, we wanted to be evidence-based. So we use all the, the clinical trial data on early allergen introduction. And we came up with Ready, Set, Food. And um, it was to, to make allergen introduction easy for families to help them um, you know, compliance is an issue because you have to do this so often. And so um, really it's, it's a, um, it's just food and it's organic powders of peanut protein and egg white protein and milk protein. We chose those to start with because those are the most common um, food allergies in infants and the most important. And so everybody said food introduces one at a time in a gradual way through bottle. So you don't have to be eating. So the powders dissolve in one bottle a day. Only You only need a few ounces of formula or breast milk or even water. And it's a stepwise process so that this can be done um, gently. Uh, and it's just one bottle a day, you pour in the packets, they're numbered and, um, you know, shake it up and give it to baby. And then over time, after you finish the first stage, the buildup stage, you just continue maintenance. So you don't even have to think about it. You just have these packets, you know, that it's one bottle a day and, um, and it, it really makes, makes the process easy. Um, that's a key word. For yes. all all humans, I think when you say easy, everyone's like, I'm in. I, yeah. I like easy. And really it is having that opportunity to do it in a simple way. Um, it does take a little bit of the stress and worry off of the parents. So my question is, do you are you recommending this for all children? Or once you see signs, when tell me more about that. Great question. So early allergen introduction is recommended for all babies. In the studies, some of the studies had high risk babies, but but some one of the main ones didn't. They had general population. And that showed that you can prevent allergies even without risk factors. So it is recommended for all babies. You know, 50% of children in one of the studies, more than 50%, had no direct family member with food allergy. Mm -hmm. So I see a lot of families and I'm sure you do as well, where parents are really shocked because they'd never have seen a food allergy in their family, right? It's so new. And they said, I, I, I didn't know my baby could get one because we don't have one. Mm -hmm. um, and, and unfortunately it's, it's, it, it's not just genetics, right? Genetics don't play the biggest role um, necessarily. So, um, that's important for all parents to know. So a lot of what we do also is, is spread awareness and education, and that's what you're doing as well. And, you know, I'm grateful for that because I think that's one of the limiting factors now. And one thing that we have to really all bond together is to, to change public health. We have to spread awareness to physicians, to families, right? 
to people who are planning, doing family, if they're not even pregnant yet, or they're just getting pregnant to understand, just like you make a plan for how you're going to feed your baby. Are you going to breastfeed? Are you going to, are you going to formula? What are you going to do? You should have a plan for how you're going to introduce allergens and ready, set food makes that plan very easy for people. Um, and so, you know, because we have been um, successful and, and parents love the product, we've been able to create more products. So we now have stage three, which has more allergens. So some of the other important top nine allergens, and we have oatmeal that has all of that. And, you know, we're coming out with, um, with other products. We've come out with bars because we need to continue. It's early and sustained introduction early and frequent introduction. So we don't even know how many months and years to continue, but in one of the studies, they, they continued until the kids were five. So we know that it, it's definitely months and months of continuing these allergens. And so we are making products to help make that easy also. Okay. So right now you have three stages that the kids kind of work through. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So then, and I know you said you're not sure, but at, they're thinking like at age five, then they can eat peanut or at what no, stage? No, no. So these, these stages, and you don't have to start with stage one, if you're already eating the allergens, it's just, a, it's, it's a way to help introduce. And it's also a way to keep them in the diet. But once your child is regularly eating these foods, you don't need to use the product. You can use some of the um, sustaining products, you know, like the bars and things. If you're like, oh, you know, maybe we're not going to eat tree nut butter today and we haven't had, you know, sesame for a couple of days or something like that. Let's just have a bar, make sure we get all our allergens in for these couple of days. Um, let's have some oatmeal, you know, things like that. Mm -hmm. So as the babies get older and they're eating regularly, dairy, drinking cow's milk, having eggs, et cetera, then um, they can use these products to supplement. But early on, they're not able to necessarily eat consistently. Mm -hmm. So they can't eat, you know, two teaspoons of peanut butter three times a week, which yeah. is what the guidelines are. So this is a way to make sure, listen, let's focus on other foods. Let's use the packets, get it in a bottle, um, we don't have to worry about it. We know they're getting their allergens. Yeah. And there's definitely that I liked when you talked about, like you make a birth plan or you make a feeding plan, you make all those things, having the opportunity to say, okay, allergens are real and they're a thing in our lives. What do we want to do here? Do we want to be proactive? Mm -hmm. I being proactive, I'm all in every area of my life. Of, and I think all humans, right? We would love to prevent anything catastrophic from happening. So you're just giving them that opportunity to actually be ahead of the ball instead of behind it. Exactly. I love that. That's exactly it. And, um, you know, I, I think that unfortunately food allergies in in the world, but especially here in the US, there's, you know, stigma related to it and fear that over the years has, has unfortunately come with it. And so parents are afraid to feed the allergens and therefore they wait. And we need to change that mindset. And I think once parents are educated and they understand the science and they know what to do, then it's easy and it's not scary. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. when they, um, 
and and it's really are you recommending this just like starting at youth right if someone has an anaphylactic allergy um we're not jumping straight to no. the bars you need to consult just as you were talking i was like we probably need to cover that yeah you so this is not for treatment this is not treatment yes. this is not oral and immunotherapy which is what you're doing and if your child already has a diagnosis of a food allergy to one of these foods, or if they've had a reaction and not yet diagnosed, they should not use the product. The product is for prevention. So um, yes, thank you. That is a very good point. Well, it's just, I pictured people being like, oh, just see if it helps you. I'm like, wait a second. We got to make sure that we're keeping everyone safe here. <laughs> so what, um, what impact have you seen on clients, on patients, on I, what do you call it? consumers? What yeah. impact have you seen on your consumers? Well, we, you know, up to, up to today, we've sold thousands and thousands of the product and we, um, we hear, you know, so much in, in customer service and, and parents are just mostly thankful that we've created it. Even the, the small percentage who have had mild reactions, they, they write later and they thank us for helping them figure out a, their child's food allergy in a gentle manner. Um, so even just the sort of the, the way that it's introduced is helpful in case there already is a food allergy. But, you know, we get, we, we get so many comments and, you know, I see, you know, parents that come to see me um, you know, have said, Oh, I use this on my baby. Thank you so much for making it. It just made it so easy and, um, and less scary. Um, so, you know, we've also, a lot of what we do is try to spread education. So we've partnered with health systems to help, um, get messages into their electronic medical records so that these can be, handed out to their patients so that we can make it more streamlined because, you know, pediatricians, they're kind of the front line and they're busy <laughs> in case you've never been to one. They're very busy. And okay. so they don't always have time when they're talking about sleep and food and everything else to spend a long time talking about early allergen introduction or food allergies, but it's so important and critical. So, um, so we've paired with Mayo Clinic and Cleveland Clinic and Memorial Hermann and all these huge health systems that love the product and love what we're doing and want to help. And we're, you know, working on um, studying outcomes and um, that's been excellent. We um, we're working with J and J who have invested and really believe in the product and in the prevention space. And so it's been an honor, you know, to work closely with them um, and um, have them help us on this journey. We were on Shark Tank, which, um, you know, I think <laughs> some people know, and that was really exciting. And we get to work with Mark Cuban and he's just been amazing. And he really- Oh yeah, that's what we want to hear about. Tell us about Mark. <laughs> no, Shark Tank, we love it. Our family loves it. It's so fun to watch. And and I, I get so interested in how differing their opinions are and what they end up investing in. Did Mark, did he love your business plan or does he have allergens that um, made him excited about it? 
Yeah, I, th I think all of it. Um, he has a daughter with food allergy. So okay. he already had, you know, the, the, the passion for the space. Mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, and he loved, he loved the product. We had, um, you know, a couple other sharks that wanted, want also wanted to invest, which was just so validating. It's just such a nice feeling because it's a very different product than what's usually on Shark Tank. You know, you have to really know that, understand the science. And I think they all, after, after we spoke to them, I mean, you're up there for a while answering questions. They only show you a couple of minutes, mm -hmm. but I think the the science is there and I think they all they all see it. So they didn't there wasn't any argument, there wasn't a debate. There, there's no debate about the science. Everyone knows we can prevent food allergies by introducing allergens early to babies. So then it got into sort of the business, which was fun. Um, but we, you know, were able to make a deal with him and and he's he's a wonderful person to work with, very responsive and very helpful. And, um, and, you know, we, we have other investors that have just been, that are just, all these people are so passionate and it's just been such a wonderful feeling to see how many people we can touch. And, um, we really want to, you know, just, just keep going. Um, and so we have a, a great company now and lots of exciting things that we're doing. Um, and it's it's fun to be part of because you know I I see patients here in clinic every day and I'm still diagnosing food allergies, so I'm sort of the boots on the ground, right? Like I I'm seeing all the day to day, like what parents want, what they can do, what they need, what it's like diagnosing a food allergy. Yeah, you uh, get to be the detective, isn't that what you said at the beginning? Get to be the detective. <laughs> Sometimes it is not it's not a fun job. I mean. Oh telling a parent, you know, about a potential lifelong food allergy in their child is hard and seeing that some of the reactions and hearing about them and it's difficult. So, but, yeah, it, but also, yeah, being in the space that you're in has to be encouraging knowing, like, look at the science, like we are coming so far and there is so much hope. There's hope for healing. I love, I love that we're progressing so much and we have amazing people like you who are working for the masses, working so hard for <laughs> the masses so that we can just come together and get this figured out, right? Yes, exactly. Awesome. Well, that is so amazing. Thank you so much. I love talking to you, learning all that you have to offer. Do you have... Um, where can people find you if they want more information? Because I definitely want them to do their own research and find all of the amazing information that you have to offer before making any decisions. So where where do I point my listeners? Right. Great question. So we have um, our website, readysitfood.com, has an immense amount of information for parents um, we have synopses of the studies, we have blogs and articles and anything you can think of about prevention, about food allergy, about eczema and everything related to those topics. So I would go there first. Absolutely. Um, you know, you can, you can look at other resources, um, food allergy resources as well. Um, if you have, um, questions, you can, you know, reach out to me. I have my own website for my practice. It's clear-allergy.com. 
Um, and you can use that. We also, I, I would recommend patients, um, or not patients, um, your um, audience, mm-hmm. uh, follow us on um, Instagram. We try to do a lot of educational posts on there as well. And we have some, you know, funny videos too, and lots of cute babies um, using ready, set food. Uh, so it's fun. Um, but yeah, definitely check out the site, do your own research and, um, and make a plan. And, um, I hope that this was helpful to your listeners. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think just knowing that people are in our corner, right? (laughs) Knowing Knowing that we're all in this together and there are passionate people like you working towards freedom from all of these allergies is so amazing. So Thank you. You You have to get credit too, because what you do to help families who are diagnosed, I think is absolutely wonderful. And I, you know, there should hopefully be more people like you one day helping these families because it it is a a lifestyle change and people need guidance and education. And so you are right there as well on the front lines. Yeah. I have found that, yeah, once people get that diagnosis, it's, it feels you're right there in the room with them. I usually meet them after, um, but it feels like your entire world is crashing in. There's a lot of overwhelm and stress and it's been so really rewarding for me to have the opportunity to help all of these people find some mental freedom. I talk about food freedom a lot and, um, helping the parents find mental freedom from their child's food allergies. It changes everything because there is, there's things we just can't control and having the ability to manage your stress and fear around it is life-changing. I I love what I do. I love being able to help. So I'm glad that we can be in it together. Same, same. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, Katie. If you are learning from and enjoying this podcast, go to my website and book a mini consultation session at winterhollercoaching.com. You can also give me a shout out on your favorite podcast app or simply recommend this to a friend. Find me on Instagram at winterhollercoaching. Thanks for joining me today. I will see you next week.